I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that finished every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. So now we're covering the Winchesters. And we're back uh, with more... Dean not showing up in this episode. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm, ti- I'm tired of getting ripped off. I'm man. tired. I feel like I'm being Dean baited and it's not fun. Give me Dean mm-hmm. or give me death. Uh, yeah. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing all right. You know, I've been saying this. Give me Dean or d- give me death. It's, I mean, it's a pretty common refrain, I think. Where's Misha? Where's Dean? Give me Dean. Give me death. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. How are you, man? I'm, you know, I'm sleepy on the mic. Okay. So you know that that could go either way in any direction. We've seen it go. Um, we've seen you be really mean to episodes when this happens, or we've uh-huh, seen you just uh-huh. scream the words "blood nut" over and over again. <laughs> yeah, so it could yeah. go. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I get a little loopy, and sometimes people just have to like deal with my depressive episode in their podcast. <laughs> After like, okay, I'm on the bus going to work, and I got to deal with this this dude's emotional problems. I want you to know, I've never quite caught in a wellness check for you um but there uh-huh. were there's a couple of episodes in monster week at the end where i was like asked autumn like do you think i should <laughs> like i've got his address I, I definitely give up that energy <laughs> is everything okay with chris do yeah. you think i should especially especially over text message where there's no uh any you know there's no cadence there's no tone to my voice so you're just like uh-oh <laughs> which direction do i read this in is he just being over dramatic or is he on the fucking yeah. edge is he is he just having fun is this a little goof is this a little moser yeah. goof that i'm dealing with or is he on walking that edge uh just like our patrons walk that edge every month over at patreon.com they're all like wow you guys have a really toxic relationship <laughs> we continually just nag each other into giving people money or um bonus content that's the things that we do uh yeah and they get episodes early and access to our discord server and all that cool stuff thank you for continuing to support us it means a lot uh also two episodes left of the winchesters and then we will be talking about your thoughts and feelings send us feedback uh you could just DM us on any social media platform at this point. I don't care what it is. Just it will get to us somehow. I will find it. Uh, preferably, you will email it to Monster of the Week Podcast at gmail.com uh, or you will send it to us on Twitter at MOTWCast. Um, but we are on a variety of social media platforms. So just just fucking DM me, man. Just just do it. Direct message it. me. DM me. Slide up in my DMs. If you DM me, I won't answer. That's nothing personal. <laughs> That's true. Chris does not like social media. Uh, <laughs> That's just my bad personality. <laughs> I love saying I have a bad personality. I don't know why. Just that phrase makes me happy. You've created a bad personality for yourself just to enjoy, which is really, yeah. I mean, it's very yeah. its very Chris of you, I think is what I'm going to have to say. <laughs> I'm really digging in on the Chris persona this week, man. I'm sorry. Right. Hey, how are you? I didn't ask you how you were. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well... That's a wrap, folks. Catch us uh, up, last uh, time catch us up on, on the on Winchesters. Winchesters. <laughs> Ready? Just when we thought we were out from under the Akrita's sticky thumbs, those buggy bastards came a knocking once again. While John and Mary's relationship begins to flourish, forces from their past conspire against them. John's ex Betty and weirdo reporter Kyle are digging into the gang's history, and when Kyle is revealed to be an Akrita, an Akrita who set John up for murder, mythical monsters might be the least of their worries. I love this. I love this energy. This was obviously written by Happy Chris at some point. Where did that? Oh, yeah. Where did that man go? Where is Chris? This was this was a one and a half beers, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Finished the second beer while watching this. Oh, man. That's the life right there. Uh, we are covering The Winchester Season 1, Episode 11, You've Got a Friend. This is directed by Lisa Soper and written by Nicole Desperito. Aired on February 21st, 2023. Take a breath. 
In the aftermath of the fight with the Gollum, Carlos, Mary, and Latika are cleaning the clubhouse when they hear a noise from outside. They creep out to investigate and spot a figure they can't quite make out until it turns, and they are shocked to see John standing before them, covered in blood. Meanwhile, Carlos and Latika set out. In, what? Meanwhile, Carlos okay. and Latika, who were just in the middle of a thing, uh, set out in search of something important. <laughs> Yeah, they do. That's so true. That's so good. I love it. I love it when my main characters search for something important. Uh, Lisa Soper directed the episode written by Nicole Desperito, original air date. Every episode of The Winchesters is available to stream mm-hmm. on the CW app and CWTV.com the day after broadcast for free and without a subscription, login, or authentication. I was just going to ask, do required. I need a subscription for that? You do not. Chris, also, no login or authentication. You can just apparently go to the website unless you live anywhere else besides America and access the okay. Winchesters. Sure. Perfect. Uh, we start out with some good old D narration uh, where he mm-hmm. says, Chris, I will let you do your audio. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, he's turning into his dad. <laughs> Peter Hunter reads always beat on the move. No matter how hard you plan, no matter how hard you work, at a certain point, we all run out of road. It's what we do with those crossroads that defines us. It's funny. Not that, even a little bit like Dean. Not even a little bit. Uh, I guessed it on a, uh, a, a, a a podcast, Supernatural podcast recently. It's not out yet, um, but it's on, hey, it's on Carrie and Wayward, everybody. It'll probably be oh, out sure. by the time this is out. And uh, I did a really good cast impression, so everybody go look for that. Good for you. Up. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, I'll, tr- I'll try to one-up you. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do a good Sam impression. Just just yeah. put the camera on and just start twirling that hair of yours everywhere. <laughs> Dean, what's up? Uh, we start out with the Scooby gang cleaning up after the fight with the Gollum. Uh, Lata finds her preserved monster's foot uh, and finds it ruined. Uh, mm-hmm. Mary says it's totally worth it since they found a bunch of lore in this, um, whatever this this lab is. Uh, and then I'm glad that we like checked back in because I totally forgot about the whole Gollum thing from last episode. <laughs> so and you know, weird. Will Cox or whatever his name was, this you know this phony guy. Uh-huh. Um, Absolutely appreciate them catching me up on that because I was like, I remember the cops showing up, and I remember, I remember the Kyle thing. I do, remember, I remember John and Mary becoming an official couple, but I don't know what happened in this episode. I have to say, uh, these these kind of towards the end episodes, this this little like like nine, ten, and eleven have been fairly forgetful for me. Uh, like I feel like part of it is because now we have Dean on the brain, yeah, and it's yeah, it, they, it, it it's just. I mean, when you're in the moment of the episode, you're enjoying it, you're having fun, but then you're just thinking about like, okay, when's Dean coming? up when was the last time we saw him um and, and the, so that's it's taken my focus away the problem is like this is an issue where i think if you're watching it week to week you would get distracted by the fact that dean could show up anytime and you would think someone like me who has watched all of the episodes would just remember when he shows up but no i'm constantly th- thinking throughout this the episode that this is going to be the one this is going to be the one but does he even show up i don't know who knows i can't i don't I, know i don't know i don't know um, i mean it would be pretty um uncool of them to, to tease <laughs> me like this uh, they hear a huge bang uh, because John Winchester can't open and close the door silently yeah. to save his goddamn life. Uh, like they, it's so it's such a large bang that they think like something's wrong. Like yeah, someone's. It's no, it's just John Winchester having a little hissy fit because he got a little blood blood on his shirt. Uh, he's oh John boo hoo. He's covered, uh, and we find out very quickly. Uh, he catches them up on the whole Kyle situation and says that Millie gave him like the keys to a junk car. I accidentally wrote hunk car in my notes that yeah. I'm noticing yeah. now. So that obviously is on Definitely. brand. Um, and he's fleeing the cop, uh, fleeing the cops. Mary says it's not his fault. Uh, Lada doesn't really understand why the Akrita are doing this. Lada's like, who's Kyle? <laughs> who's Kyle? I don't understand anything about what's going on. Nobody <laughs> fills me in on anything. I had a whole episode about having a dark secret. And Oh, wait, that's this episode. Wait, I'm, getting, I'm already oh, yeah. getting them confused. Yeah. 
Yeah. Shit. Um, but all right. So, yeah, John's on the run. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to be supportive. Like, hey, dude, it's not your fault. Like, you you didn't do this. Um, and Carlos has, you know, he's listened to the to the police radio. He knows that the cops are out looking for John. So it's time for him and Mary to hit the road, get out of town, get to Mary's dad's hunting cabin, and just, you know, get off the grid. Um, but if only they had a way to know who was in Akrita and who wasn't. And that's when Lata remembers their good friend Maggie uh, having a bracelet that would do just that. It would tell her if someone was harboring a dark secret. Um, they, Her and Carlos decide to go grab up this blanket, excuse me, bracelet. Uh, it's a security blanket. It's just Linus's blanket. Like, they didn't want to tell us, but it's just Linus's yeah, blanket. Yeah, that's just what it is. That's, um, that's an object of lore now. <laughs> uh, before she leaves, Lata goes up to John and is like, hey, don't forget your breathing. And Carlos is like, yeah, you should probably listen to your meditation supervisor. That's probably not what the mm-hmm. person, no, meditation advisor, like guru. What do you he call? He says something along those lines. Maybe he says guru, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I joked a minute ago about like, hey, John, get over it. But you got to think, he's already dealing with these issues um they mentioned the mars netto thing later on in this episode about how he kind of like freaked out when he had that experience earlier in the season and so yeah seeing a dude he doesn't give a shit about kyle i mean he does i guess john does i don't give a shit about kyle um seeing something like this right in front of him has to be pretty triggering for john um his his trauma was was tied up pretty closely in like watching his friends die in war so i i I didn't think about that at the time. I'm just like, oh shit, you're in trouble. The creator is setting you up, and this guy Kyle is caught in the crosshairs. Um, but you, you got to imagine that's where John's head is, yes. and it's taken him back to a place that he's been working to try and get out of. Um, Mary kind of puts this in perspective for him, or tries to make him feel better about this when she says, "Hey, if the creator are willing to do this, they must consider you a threat. Like we're doing something right. Like we are mm-hmm. onto something." Um, meanwhile, Carlos and Lata arrive at Mary's house to look through uh, Maggie's room. Uh, Lata mentions that John hasn't been really meditating for weeks, so like this buildup, uh, that th- this trauma that's hit him, like it's going to hit him at like a pretty close time to him boiling over, right? Like we're a little concerned about John's reactions right now. Uh, there's a lot of like Carlos and Lata explaining what's been happening in the show. I feel like that happens a lot in this episode for some reason. I don't know if this, I didn't look to see if this was like a return from a, a lengthy break or anything, but it just seems like they repeat a lot of stuff from earlier episodes. Uh, yeah. But they do find a picture of Lata and Maggie and they are on their way to see Alice Cooper, which of course makes Carlos very angry that, that he was not included. Um, and it makes Lata remember something where this possible blank- blanket, excuse me. Yeah, I'm just going to call it a blanket, but where this possible blanket blanket mm-hmm. could be uh yeah. and on the way out carlos plants a little kiss on the share poster and says i love you which is very nice gotta love share i guess <laughs> i'm okay <laughs> i have no opinion on share um <laughs> like i don't want to make anybody bad but uh, oh, sure all right <laughs> all right i like that um, movie very mask. funny that she tw- <laughs> she's great i like that she tweets in all caps that's very funny i do me. i like her twitter personality more than i like any of her movies or songs <laughs> so sure yeah that. i think i think we can agree on that <laughs> Um, John and Mary are trying to uh, split town. Split town, is that what you say? It's not important. When Betty arrives, Officer Betty arrives. Um, she reveals that she's been following them for a while. She's like had her eyes on them. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, like, hey, I'm only trying to help you. Because, of course, from her perspective, she's like, John, I know you're in a whole heap of trouble right now. I think she's still giving John the benefit of the doubt. Um, but she's certainly not giving Mary the benefit of the doubt. So her, I think, motivation here is really to just protect John get him to come in not and not do anything to make his situation worse um and i i fortunately or unfortunately depending on your perspective john decides to go along with this yes 
Um, he gives himself up. Uh, Betty puts the cuffs on. Uh, nobody makes a makes a sex joke about it, which I thought was great, great. Uh, <laughs> just a great moment in the writer's room to not make a sex Showed joke about Showed great this. restraint. Restraint yes. was the word I was looking for. Thank you. And that's my uh, joke. That's my handcuff joke. Uh, <laughs> get it, Chris. Very Woo! nice. Uh, Lata thinks that uh, because Maggie and her dad used to have this thing about toastettes, uh, which for people who don't know what toastettes are, they were like uh, kind of like hot pockets, but weirdly worse, and like they were only around for a while, so people got okay. like weirdly intense about them. Um, but because they would have to hide toastettes from, from one another, uh, Lata thinks that this blanket is now in the kitchen in Maggie's private stash of toastettes, uh, and they find it, uh, and it instantly grabs onto Lata's arm uh, and will not come off. And then all, almost immediately, they start seeing ghosts and phantoms crawling on the walls. All the lights blow out. This is bad. They're trapped in the house. Yeah. No phone, no CB radio, no lights. Uh, Lata says this blanket is just twirling around her wrist, getting tighter and tighter. And they decide, okay, we have to do something. So let's let's check the lore. We got to check the lore. Yeah, we got to do something. I like the shadows. I, th- I thought that that looked pretty cool. Um, they don't do a whole lot with them, but I, but that first moment where the thing creeps up on them, I thought was was pretty interesting. I liked I like all of the shadow blanket stuff in this a lot. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it works. I, I like this as an object of power kind of thing in the supernatural yeah. universe. I think it's very good. I, I don't have any problems with this at all. Uh, cut over to Millie and Mary. Right, they're back at the hideout, um, and they're trying to figure out well, what do they even do next and Mm -hmm. because this is this has all happened pretty fast they're kind of trying to download the fact that this kid kyle got murdered and he clearly did not deserve that i called him a weirdo reporter but what i actually meant was that he uh is a he reports on weirdos okay so i wasn't insulting him i was just describing his (laughs) uh his job Uh uh sure chris um um but yeah uh mary is able to at some point in this conversation confirm that betty is not in accreta um and they talk about the fact that what John and Betty used to be a thing. That's they've already talked about that. Um, but with this all leads to the hope that now you can really tell that I'm tired. Uh, this all leads to the hope that, OK, maybe we can trust Betty. She's not an Akrita. She has a history with John. Maybe we can we can leverage that in some way. Maybe she will look out for him. Yes. Uh, and you know hey we need they have cops on the inside we need a cop on the inside too um and we go over to the station where betty is bringing uh john coffee uh, and he wonders if he's being watched through the one-way mirror uh he looks very dejected he has tears in his eyes and he's kind of like pleading with her like please tell me you believe me um and then a detective arrives uh and he starts to question john he kicks betty out starts laying into john about his past uh we we didn't know last episode what this could be but it's you know there's some assault and vandalism just really the idea of the vandalism is is really getting me like did he spray paint an underpass like what did you get him for vandalism? you know i immediately think of van- the vandalism as spray paint but he's probably like breaking windows or like, like throwing rocks at the like empty kicking houses. over trash cans sure okay yeah yeah he's probably not like tagging the neighborhood or anything like that yeah, yeah he's not he's not a creative she's outlet just tagging yeah. john winchester <laughs> jw all over town everyone's like we're pretty sure it's you john jw rules like and he's like it's not me yeah it's not me there's a yeah, lot of jw's in, in kansas <laughs> like, yeah but there's only one with spray paint all over his fingers dipshit yeah <laughs> <laughs> um she before betty can really offer anything to him yeah he's um the the actual detective come, comes in, starts yep. busting his balls mm-hmm. about getting busted by his ex. John's like, dude, I got so much going on in my brain right now that did, I'm didn't not even, even computing register. this. <laughs> didn't even register a single time. Uh, 
And yeah, he the detective like says kind of starts this out like, you know, bad cops normally or good cops normally do of like, "Oh, I'm going to be your friend. I know you didn't kill Kyle." And then it turns. Oh, it's he does yeah. he knows he didn't kill Kyle because this dude did. And this is the same Akrita that possessed uh Kyle to to kill him. And we see the yeah. Akrita stingers in the back of the neck via the one-way mirror. If there's anything I don't like about the Akrita, I was really excited when they showed like CGI bugs. Uh and as first cheesy mm-hmm. as they are, I still love it. The idea that they can just possess people like is I feel like a pretty easy cheat from Supernatural where we get stuff like this. And I just I don't know, man. You're a bug man. Like I want you we've talked yeah. about this so and many I think times. That they should ask uh, yeah, they should act strange as hell. Yes. And I know that they're supposed to be blending in, but like if you're just acting a little strange Nobody's gonna be like, "Hey, Detective So and So, I think he's a bug man." Yeah, yeah. You're just gonna be like, "Hey, Detective So and So is a little weird," but I mean, okay. There's like a you know that moment of delay as the bug downloads the man's thoughts to communicate. Um, but I, you know, whatever. Whatever. Uh, this this detective slash Akrita pulls out a picture of Dean. Uh, and says, we want to know who this is. And John's like, I don't fucking know anything. So the detective's like, you know what? You can stay your ass here. No big deal. Uh, and we can see that John is just barely controlling his anger now. Like, he is, he, he wants to, like, fly across the room at this dude, but he, he holds it in for just a little, little while longer. Um, meanwhile, back at Mary's house, Lata finds um, some lore on the blanket. Uh, Maggie had hid this blanket because it has a catch, because of course it does. Uh, the person that wears the blanket must not have a dark secret, and if they do, it must be confessed, or the wearer will be consumed by shadows. Um, and as she's worrying about this, and Carlos is like, well, it's a good thing you tell everybody everything, a shadow hand grabs Carlos and pulls him into a shadow world where he is locked Uh-oh. in a room. I dig all of this. I think this is super cool yeah. and great. I'm a big fan of the shadow realm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be real with you. I've been waiting this whole season to hear what Lada's dark secret is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have thought that does she dabble in some dark magic or something. So in that regard, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... They have been building to something, so this isn't just like it's out of nowhere. They've hinted at it over the season. I might be a little disappointed that it's more tragic than it is like dark and mysterious. Um, but yeah, it's they, they they built up to it. We'll uh, we'll get there. I think when we found when she finally confesses what the Stark secret is. But it's a frustration I have with TV shows in general who treat like things that were traumatic and hard to talk about as a dark secret. This isn't. Right. Like, we'll, we'll wait. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Maggie appears. Uh-oh. <laughs> this first time we've ever seen Uh-oh. Maggie. Uh, and then we cut... I've right- been waiting for the other shoe to drop with her, too. I thought, did Lata kill her? Did yeah. she, they involved in something together and she's been hiding that mm-hmm. secret this whole time? Come on. I want some blood on this girl's hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... Millie, meanwhile, is bringing Betty to the hideout, uh, where they have laid out all of the Krita evidence, and uh, Mary arrives via, like, you couldn't just come up through a normal door, my girl. <laughs> like, you couldn't, you had to go through the bookcase wall door. Yeah, come on. Um, what are you even doing? All of the evidence laid out of, of the Krita just looks like somebody, it looks like that dude in Congress who just is claiming that there's aliens. Like, just, he, it just mm-hmm. looks like they're the most bonkers shit you've ever seen. Of course, Betty doesn't believe anything she's being told about this uh mary's trying to explain betty blames millie for bringing her here like i trusted you to bring me here to tell me something and this just this is just fucking garbage they like really really do try uh, but it just does not go anywhere eventually she tells them um that john they don't she doesn't have time for this because they've accelerated john's arraignment he's going straight to state prison and then they just she just absolutely leaves Uh, And they're stuck kind of alone. And Mary looks at Millie and is like, we tried your way. And now we're going to try mine. Yeah. 
Um, I think Mary or Millie, one of them, does try to warn Betty about the Akrita, about the three marks, like, just as she's leaving, but it's, like, it's no good. But, yeah, Mary goes into, like, this reminds me of Sam and Dean, when one of the other was in trouble, and the other one was just, like, okay, I'm going into ruthless mode, and we're getting this done now. Yes, absolutely. I love I love this part of Mary's personality as it's portrayed in the show. Like, the, we've tried it my way, like fucking nothing is going to stand in my way like she doesn't like being a hunter she doesn't like the person it turns into but she is more than willing to embrace it to protect her own right and now john is is, is one of her family or her boyfriend or whatever you want to call it like they are they are they are they are bonded in this in this hunter moment um they lata and maggie have this conversation it's not really Maggie. Lata knows that. Um, I like this actor a whole lot. The writing around this is a little sketchy for me because mm. it's a lot of like, well, you didn't tell anybody your secret and I told you everything. Um, and it goes back and forth for a little while. I think this this episode in particular may be just like a little overwritten for my taste. And that just, it seems yeah. to be a lot of dialogue that doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, the crux of everything is that Maggie feels betrayed or this shadow realm version of Maggie, dark Maggie feels betrayed because dark he, Maggie, yeah. she confessed everything to Lata, but Lata didn't reveal her own secrets. Um, and then she goes out, Ma- Maggie turns into a shadow and leaves with the words, uh, you, now you have to, or, or you'll never see the sun again. And I'm like, fucking bring it. Eight days yeah. into a hundred degree weather. I am, please bring me no sun. <laughs> please move me to Alaska. I'm, I'm ready, ready, ready for to that. go. I'm ready for the shadow realm. Thank <laughs> you very much. Take me to the shadow realm, please. Are you, do you guys have good real estate? Is there, yeah. <laughs> what's the Chinese food situation? The unfortunately, Chinese- Carlos is going to die in the shadow realm. So that's why I think that's the big issue. It is, it's like, you finally get to chill out, but Carlos is there. It's a negative. It is a negative. It's, it's, it's going in the negative column, Chris. That's what all, all I can yeah. say. It's but it just got. depends on how many positives there are. You know, well, you got to weigh things out. I mean, it's going to take. You have to weigh things out. I'm saying that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's gonna. But if there's if there's a hundred other good things, it kind of evens it out. Or, then I'm just or, I'm just saying. Or it's I'm just, just like saying. one good sushi restaurant. <laughs> maybe in the shadow realm yeah. <laughs> it can, yes, it can yes. really balance yes. things out like is there a sushi restaurant in walking distance that serves cold beer two for one? <laughs> Ooh, carlos my friends i want carlos to be okay all right I and i want to be at that sushi restaurant with carlos i want him to anybody. be my plus one to the sushi restaurant i really much do but also a tiger roll on a I'm sunday just saying it's a it's it's hot on this side that's all it's really warm guys shadow realm seems like it would be a great place to be oh right but now. you know thankfully lata was actually able to light a little lantern and that gives them a little bit of light and warmth so maybe carlos is gonna hang in there let's totally all pack fine. Oh, totally oh, fine. Pack we didn't actually mention that latte gets pulled into the shadow realm with carlos so she, she's oh, yeah. she's there too yeah. manages to light some fires uh meanwhile mary is starting to gear up i love that she's just walking around the room opening cabinets and pulling stuff out of it my favorite is there's like a little bookcase with a uh, uh, wood and, and glass cabinet doors and she opens it up and just grabs a thing of rope out of it it's very fun super cool where i keep my rope so <laughs> i keep my rope this is my rope cabinet <laughs> okay yeah. mary uh millie tries to you know, hey, I, this is probably a bad idea. They probably want you to do this. Uh, maybe we should get with Carlos and Lata. Like, let's let's just take a breath. And Mary is like, okay, fine. I'll go watch the the precinct. You get Carlos and Lata, and we'll we'll meet up. But like, she's not stopping by any means, right? Like, it's right, not. Right. She's like, I'll happen. give you a minute, but I'm gonna keep doing my thing. Exactly. And catch up, <laughs> catch up, or I'm just going in without you. Um. All right, back to John. I don't. Did we even say before that what the Akrita wants is the identity of the man in the photo, yes. which is Dean yeah. Winchester? Mm-hmm. Um, and John just gives a bunch of fake names. Um, I recognize some of them, so I assume they're all you know band people. They are. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I I would like to know if these were actual aliases that Dean has used in Supernatural as like a double Easter egg. I don't know that. Um, but you can easily tell that that's what's, what John is doing. Um, once he comes up with too many fake names, he gets punched for it. Um, but John tries to like turn that back on the Akrita. He's like, hey, you've already played your hand now. Like You think you've got me trapped here, but now I know what you really want. It's this dude. And if you're willing to go this far to find out this guy in this photo, then like he must be a serious threat to you. And, um, and he puts together something that I think is, I think this was really good of them to, to, to kind of have John deduce, right? Like he says that the only, we know that the only thing that can threaten you is stuff that no, nothing on this earth can threaten you. So if you're worried about this guy, then he must not be from this earth, uh, which is why you look, you know, so scared right now. Um, and that's like a, a pretty huge clue as to what may be happening in this whole thing. And it's also really fucking weird. Like if you're watching this without knowing the ending, you're like, what in the fuck is happening? <laughs> why would yeah. Dean not be from this earth? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, it certainly raises some questions. Yep. Thankfully, no flags, though. Just questions. The detective, Just questions. The detective yeah. says, hey, if you think I overplayed my hand, you overplayed your hand. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. that's a bug thing to say, I guess. Um, that's such a bug thing, dude. <laughs> that's, that's like an ant thing to say. I take I take it back. That is such a that's such bug behavior. <laughs> it's so bug behavior. I'm very sorry my dog is, is weirdly coughing into the microphone right now. Yeah, that's such bug behavior from your dog. I actually cannot hear your dog. So. Are you an ant? Jesus. Okay. Um, so this dude says like, oh, we don't need you. So we're going to kill you, John. We don't, we don't actually need you. Uh, when we are transporting you to the state prison, we're going to kill everybody and, and you on the prison transport. Um, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, cool. Just pondering. I was just pondering bug, bug Ponder, voice. Pondering bug voice. Uh, we skip back over to Carlos, who is trying to- <laughs> Lost his, in thought. To, just lost in thought, pondering the orb. <laughs> just sitting here twirling my beard just thinking <laughs> <laughs> about the winchesters or just, just yes stuff? i was just thinking about the bug guy and i was like what would it be like if he, he just had a bug head but it was the same scene i don't know or like in his reflection 60 like he's a vampire 65 percent better if the ref, if they saw the if they saw bugs in the, the mirror ahead yes it fixes this show absolutely not <laughs> not that it really needs to be fixed but it fixes this show because john catches sight when he first realizes the guy's at a credence because he's got the three holes in his neck and he sees that in in the mirror of the um interrogation room but if it was just in the mirror it's, <laughs> it's the if it, as if it's head. supposed to be subtle but uh, it's just this bug head so good i would love that oh i see that's this is what this is what i got caught up and i don't even know where we are anymore um, we go back to carlos um he's tr- yes. he's trying to he's freezing and he's trying to piece everything together like the brace this the blanket made the room the room is somehow tied to lata's childhood uh and it's got to be tied to a dark secret that lata hasn't told anybody and lata is really struggling she can't she's it's really hard for her to do this so she reluctantly sits down on the rug across from carlos and begins I like that carlos is like okay i don't with the drama like you know i'm like i'm the biggest fan but like just whatever it is just out with it like i'm not gonna yeah think any differently of you exactly but like you said earlier the the problem is that it's less a dark secret and it's more it's trauma just a bad thing that's why she can't talk her. about it yeah um and she describes the situation so she lived with her mom and dad she was young um they had a housekeeper named sonia uh one night dad had some friends over there was tons of food she stole a tray of desserts uh and then went to this room where Sonia lived um, to share them while his dad, while her dad had like company and her dad caught them. And like, I don't think it's, 
like I think okay, so the, it escalates because he's very angry about Sonya stealing the food, even though Lata is there to protest. Like, no, it's it's it was me, and she he tries to hit Sonya, um, and as like Lata like prevents that from happening, he decides, oh, I'm not going to hit her. I'm just going to blame you for everything you did, and I'm going to like you in this room with no heat. Uh, and it just turns out that this is one of the coldest nights of the year, and it kills her. Um, yeah. And also, Lata hit her father in the head with that lamp, I think she said. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot the... And that's why he's... The one violent thing that she ever did. And it just... It almost... Not to be like, oh, she didn't kill her father, and I'm disappointed, but I just felt like it would have been a bigger thing. But she's been saying, oh, my parents are dead the whole this whole time. We were given a hint early on. That's not true. Um, but yeah, I guess I kind of was expecting just something a little bit more... Not sinister, but something a little bit darker that she did, and not you know the consequences of her actions because she tried to do something nice. That's why I called it tragic instead of dark. Yeah. Um. Because as you're about to say, you know, Sonia was was locked in this room with no heat on the coldest night of the year, and she froze to death. Um. And Lata 100% blames herself for that. If she hadn't, you know, taken the the food back to her room, none of this would have ever happened. If she hadn't struck her father, none of this would have happened. Um, and it changed her fundamentally, and it, and it traumatized her, I think, in a way. And again, yeah, trauma doesn't feel the same as Dark Secret. It's something you can't talk about, but it's not that you're keeping it hidden because you don't want anyone to know. It's You're, you're keeping it locked away because you can't face it. Um, not that different, I understand. But it's, I just wanted her to be a dark magician. Is that is that just, so weird? I just wanted to be a black. Is a that black problematic? Mage. Just wanted to be a black mage. I just wanted her to be an evil magician. Uh, I just wanted her to be able to cast dark spells, or, and I wanted that to be her thing. Or if she just drank a little bit of demon blood. Yeah, I would. Dude, I thought she was following Sam Winchester's footsteps. I was. I was here for based it. off of no evidence. Well, I, I mean, like this. she's she's fucking like hypnotizing people using gin magic because her boyfriend's teacher had to do it. I was like, oh, she's definitely going dark side, right? Like this is, and she's done this before. Like I'm, I'm sure. I was so sure that was going to happen. And you know, it's it, what it, what is and isn't a dark secret. I think is is probably up for debate because I feel like there's a lot of people that have had things happen to them that were out of their control that they consider a dark secret. They don't want to tell people that they were abused or, or in any kind of way. Um, they don't want to tell people right. that they were, you know, disappointed by a friend even or like fundamentally let down by their parents. Like maybe those are considered dark secrets. I feel like, and I think this is modding your problem at the same time, that when you wrap something up that like with lore and with like a like a thing of power, like an item of power, that I I want it to be something bad you have done, a moment where you have committed some sort of if not biblical sin, then just this moment of selfishness and you, you did something, you lashed out at somebody or you were petty with somebody or, and it had drastic consequences that you didn't intend and that maybe you felt bad for it for the rest of your life, but you did it and you don't, and it's really, really difficult to tell somebody that you did it. I want it to be that and not the mm-hmm. something bad happened to me memory because that's, and that's, right. it's completely valid. Like it's really difficult to talk about those things, especially to some random person. Carlos is not a random person, but like also some random person, right? Like that doesn't, didn't know, Lata as a child doesn't know the context of how important this is to her so it just comes off as a little weird that the they because as soon as she says this Carlos wraps her in his arms uh she starts crying says I'm so sorry all of the the room lights up and then they're boom back right into Mary's house and the blanket falls off her arm um 
everything is done, which is fine. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Get it. It's fine. Uh, but it also just feels a little like it, they've built up this thing all season, and I just wanted it to be a, like you said. I don't want her to have killed somebody or killed her dad. Like I don't. I'm not kind of looking at it from that angle. I just wanted it to be a darker secret than we got. I guess. Yeah, and I think I was expecting her to reveal that she actively did something not through an accident caused a chain of events that led to someone's death but actively did something dark potentially like unforgivable in in a, in a sense um but then have carlos be like it's okay i love you like yeah no worries like to still have him embrace her in that way like what you just told me doesn't change anything because in in this instance it's like why would it why would lear- learning about this horrible thing that happened to her change the way that carlos feels about her of, of course it wouldn't um but you know whatever the, we're, we're looking at it from one perspective so um yeah. you know what is there is not bad i'm curious what is there is in fact good it's just that we i think both would have kind of looked at it or wanted it to be go a different way i'm curious what other people's opinions are so if you if you yeah yeah uh, how did you think um this would all play out like with the with the small teases that we've gotten throughout the season and then the the reveal that lata like you know wasn't even response she was a child when it happened there's no way she could be responsible for it for this happening right. um right in monster the week podcast at gmail.com uh, just then, as right as they escape from the Shadow Realm, Millie arrives and is like, hey, we need to go. We're breaking John out of jail. Let's go. Right. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah. We go to the... She's like, what have you guys been doing? Like, nothing. nothing don't, worry don't, about don't worry about it. We got we, 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 we to gotta go. Uh, the detective arrives to take John away, uh, and he has... Uh, John has one last comment, and he the guy leans over and says, whoever that guy is, I hope he gives you hell. Um, nice little like kind of reference, I guess, to Supernatural, and then the cops just beat mm. his ass. Uh, Mary sees him being taken out uh, of the precinct and goes to save him, but Betty stops her. Um, that's when they begin to fight, and eventually Betty pulls her gun out and has it on like Mary's stomach. It's like, how did you see this ending? Uh, but surprise, it's not a double blether buff. It's a full Scooby gang bluff, uh, yeah. because this was the idea. They, uh, As she was distracted, uh, Lata or Carlos, I think, um, run over and wrap the blanket around her wrist so that she can see who people actually are. For a second, I got confused. I was like, isn't it a bracelet? I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, no, I forgot to do a bit. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> things become truths. Uh, I love this. This is very brief, and it's not like commented on at all. But the when she looks over and she sees the Akrita with the green lines headed into like, oh yeah, the looks sky, cool as hell. That is so fucking cool, man. That's very bug like. Yeah. I like that. I want to yeah. see. I want to see ant lines going to the sky. That's a buggy light. That's if you a ask buggy me. light. It reminded me a lot of the Tommy Knockers, which is the best thing that you can do. Oh sure, yeah. Um, she um. They realize, like, oh, this is this. She, she's on their side at this point. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, you were right. Carlos. She's like, oh, yeah, those are bugs. Those are, those are those absolute are bugs. bug man. That's my bad. That's my <laughs> sorry. bad. Sorry. I, I can't believe I let my ex boyfriend be taken by bug man. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, Carlos has an idea and says it's just like this one, uh, but it's way more aggressive and violent. Uh, the gang goes over, distracts the cops, knocks everybody out, grabs John, takes off, and then we just kind of skip all of the stuff in between uh, and go right to the Perfect. ending uh, where John and Mary are packing up the car to leave town john thanks betty um who stayed behind with carlos uh we we get kind of a, a flashback to this where carlos punched her in the face uh to make it look good uh <laughs> yeah. and 
Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't jump ahead just yet. That just happens. And uh, and then later, uh, Betty shows up to give the blanket back. Um, and she's like, this kind of sucks. I wish I didn't know anything about this monster world, but at least the cops are off your trail. Barry's like, yeah, homie, I live this life. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> stay away, yeah. stay yeah. away from my man with your cuffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mary, and, you know, Mary's been intense. She softens a little bit here, though, because she's like, okay, Betty, Betty did actually help us out here. Um John gives Betty the Akrita tattoo design. Yep. Good call. Mm-hmm. We should probably get those on as many people as we can. Um, but yeah, then they kind of just like go their separate ways. Uh, John and Mary are heading off to wherever they're heading off to. Presumably still that cabin. Um, while Betty and Millie are going to work on clearing John's name. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Carlos and Lata are picking up stuff in the hideout. And Lata kind of has this moment of with Carlos and I think this is very sweet um as much as I as much as I complained about what the dark secret actually was this kind of makes up for it for me where she says I don't want a truth blanket to be the only reason I share things with you so here's another one that you should know and then confesses that her parents have not been dead um as we learned like in episode three like way back in 2022 which doesn't even exist anymore um turns out like i you know, I just was lying about that because it was the easiest thing to do. And Carlos is like, don't worry. Your parents are dead yeah. to me as far as I'm concerned. Yes, yeah, there's a part of it that I'm like, why would anybody even care? But then I'm like, you know what? All of these people do have parental issues yeah, to some degree. Absolutely. And she is telling a lie. Now, I wouldn't really personally be affected by that if a friend was like, yeah, you know, I, I have a lot of family trauma. So I just told you that they were dead to, to avoid having to deal with it. I'd be like, oh, OK, it's okay. a surprise. No but, worries. All right. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Gotcha. Um, and that's exactly what happens here. Certainly. I'd, but uh, I'd be like, again, say less, friend. I don't want your family drama yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the dead parents. That's the worst yeah, for me. Way easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to learn anybody's name if they're dead um but it's you know I, carlos's reaction here is, is very nice uh she's she's worried about john and mary's reaction and carlos is like hey this is your story you should take your hey time. listen they're not gonna give a <laughs> shit Let's nobody, be honest. literally nobody cares uh and he's very sweet like this is your story you should take your time yeah. telling it because it is your story and they're not gonna love you any less for it and they give each other big hugs uh and this yes. is this is very nice um yeah it is a nice moment john and mary are driving out of town uh, she wonders uh, what is going on inside John's head, and he's just he's just fucking pondering Kyle, dude. He's just over there stroking his non-existent beard, pondering Kyle. Uh, he's going through it, and he knows that you know this is not on him. He didn't do this, but it's still really, really, really hard. Uh, and Mary brings out the picture of Dean Winchester and says, "The only way forward is finding uh, this handsome bloke." And John says, "Are you?" Yeah. British? What do you mean, bloke? What is that? And she's like, it's just a thing that I'm trying to do. I just like to use more British terminology. I'm trying to make bloke happen. Yeah, I'm here trying to make in, bloke in happen Lawrence, in the United Kansas States in and, the 1970s. And John's like, you know, I was really fucked up about Kyle, and now I think I'm more fucked up about this. Like, I think we need to talk about this. And she's like, mate, please. And he's like, no, 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 no. Do- what did you? Call <laughs> Excuse me, I do not like that at all. Uh, <laughs> did you just call me off, governor? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting that this scene takes place in the car, which we've had a couple of, but. Watching the scene, I'm like, wow, that's so supernatural. Yeah, yeah. It, we don't get a lot of like out on the road highway scenes, which is exactly what this is, and it's obviously very intentional to to remind us of that. But it did indeed remind me of that. Yeah, this fucking sucks, dude. Uh, not, sorry, that fucking sucks. <laughs> 
Yeah, fuck this shit. Fuck this. I hate it. It reminds me of a show we spent five years podcasting. <laughs> sorry. I had a weird brain worm right then. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I like this. I like this is what I was trying to say. Yeah, my, fuck this shit. Fuck That's this. what I'm saying. Oh, Lord. Man, Enough. Your weird energy is wearing off on me. So now you're probably I'm fine. Sorry. You probably, I apologize. You've probably given me all of the all of the darkness, and now I have to carry it into my... Into my oh, sure. Well, you know... You're used to carrying darkness in your heart. It's That's just, just part of your, you know. It's very true. It is very. It's true. what it is to be a podcaster. You have to have darkness in your heart, and it, it's going to come out one way or the other. In my heart. In my. In your heart. heart. Darkness in your heart. Um, yeah. All right. So let's find Dean, dude. Let's find. I'm Dean. sick and tired of this. Next episode. I would like to say that the the Max app, HBO Max, <laughs> it just it it doesn't do like small thumbnails like when you like scroll over it uh-huh. it has the small thumbnail like you see on you know Netflix or whatever um but then it will go full screen so i exited out of the episode and it's like all right play the next episode and it just showed a character right up on the screen full screen just image of this character as the thumbnail for the episode so i was like all right great that's a spoiler. Thanks very much. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, there's a very funny tweet because I was live tweeting this episode and I was pretty toasty while doing it um, mm. where I was like tweeting about what was happening. I was like, you can't have this happen and have like, where is X, Y? I don't want to spoil it in this episode just in case. Like, where is, you know, person X? And like immediately five minutes later, like, oh, <laughs> there they are. <laughs> Got me. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for you to watch this episode. Uh, not just because of that, but because of the absolutely fucking goofy shenanigans the Scooby gang gets up to uh, in the next episode. So. Only two episodes left. Two episodes left. We mentioned at the top of the podcast, uh, please email us your thoughts and feelings. You can also reach out to us on various ch- social media channels. Uh, email is the best place to do it, though. Monster of the Week podcast at gmail.com. Uh, tell us all of your d- 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 just experiences, conspiracy theories. What did you think was going to happen? Do you like the ending? All of that good stuff. Send it to us. Uh, we are very, very curious about all of it. Uh, and yeah, thank you, everybody uh, who has been continuing to listen to the show, talking to us on social media. Shouts out, shout outs to all of the people. There's a lot of people who are going through some times to, um, lately, Chris, and a couple of them yeah. have reached out and said our, our podcast is making that slightly better for them, um, which is good. It's all we can do. It's all we can hope for. If I can't make people scream, laugh on a train, I can at least you know make their day a little bit more positive than it was before. Right? For sure. Um, and then Chris just likes to put his darkness in people. So Yeah, I, I hope that, uh, listener, I hope that you are touched by my darkness today um, <laughs> because I'm sick and tired of your positive attitude. It's really bringing me down now. Um, you know, we all go through it, okay? Everybody's got their dark days. Sometimes you still just got to get them on, on a microphone and goof around. Sometimes you still got to go to school or go to work or whatever, and it just sucks, but you get through it. Um, what I don't know. I'm not in a position to be doing any sort of motivational speech, so thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with <laughs> The Hardest Lies. Woo. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Hello. Hello, my friend. I don't think I can actually get my... Not that we would need my camera, but I don't think it's going to work. Why not? I was messing around with uh, Discord earlier to see if I could get it, and it just doesn't load ever. How do I turn my camera on? Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Could you not hear me when I did that? Um, I heard, can, can mm-hmm. you hear me? And then nothing. 
use iPhone as a webcam. No, thank you. It says my camera is turned on, but it's not working either, so I think it's a Discord problem. I don't know why we would need to do this. I can't hear you at all if you're speaking. I don't oh I don't know I don't know where you are. You're not speaking anymore, so I, I don't know who you are. <laughs> tried to Chris was texting me, tried to turn on the camera on and Discord broke. <laughs> I am doing something that I promised myself that I would not, um, and skimming Twitter where I see a local news paper is, uh, has an article up about Frank Skurlock, who is a failed New Orleans mayoral candidate who sued the Times-Picayune for reporting on his charges for public masturbation. Um, he is officially qualified to run for governor for <laughs> state of Louisiana, so thanks. Chris knows this. I've been texting Chris a lot about it. I've been listening to a lot of Lucy Dacus. Um, I think we may have talked about it on one of the podcasts, but man, I just, every time I think that I have a favorite from her albums, I just don't. Like, I, I, I listen to the, ne the next one and I'm like, oh, guess I'm, guess this is my new favorite. And then. Um, I listen to the next one and I'm like, oh, no, 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 this one is my favorite. <sighs> just, life is hard out here for a Lucy Dawkins fan. Just too much food. We eaten, as the kids say. Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know if the kids actually say that or not. It's one of those pieces of slang. Not much else. Hey. Hey, that's a different sound. Oh. I think it reset all of my stuff. It did. Yeah. I don't know what microphone that is. Hey, can you hear me? I can. Do I sound normal? You don't. Okay. What about now? That's your MacBook, or that's your uh, laptop. You can even hear me now. I can hear you, but that's your laptop microphone. Still not sound normal? <laughs> it just sounds so, it sounds like you were eating the microphone. It sounds like the microphone is in the back of your throat. <laughs> Now is I that any like, better? Yeah, that's the Chris that I know and love. That's the okay. smooth, dulcet tones of Chris. So, it, um, yeah, I tried to turn my camera on. I'm like, I'm almost tempted to do it again, but maybe I'll do it at the end. Um, and it just like bricked Discord, and I had to restart my computer. And then when I logged back in, I was logged out of Discord, which is the first time that that's ever happened to me. So, um, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, whoa. Whoa. I'm you, having a I'm having a day. You're having a day, Chris. Is everything Hold oh, on. Okay. Let me start recording. We don't actually need to talk about um my shitty work day. I'm just very tired. Yeah, but um I get that. I guess I don't I don't want to not outtakes, but because I have to record again in a little while, I'll probably oh, yeah. want to move through this fairly quickly. We don't have to do we don't have to do outtakes at all, Chris. We could just be like, "Hey, we're busy and tired and we're going to try to do 3 of these in like 4 days." So fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get you know, through the fucking content right now. Sometimes people don't realize about the rise and grind mindset or the rise and grind set that you and I are so um, such great examples of is that, you know, sometimes you got to move fast. 
You got to go. He, fast. You can't, you know, grinding. You might think that sounds like a slow process. Um, no, I'm not a river winding my way through a gully. I, uh, I'm a person and, uh, and I'm, I'm a podcaster first and foremost. Secondly, I'm a person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm here to move. Uh, my friend Gary sent me a thing the other day. I'm trying to find it now. Um, for some reason the pictures didn't load, but, uh, it was, oh, he got like a promo code for like a new podcast hosting site and the promo mm-hmm. code was podcaster rights. <laughs> and no, I just, that's... <laughs> It's just, oh yeah, we've got to rise up against the machine. Yeah, the uh, um, that that Nancy Drew show did a vaguely podcast specific um episode, and I appreciated that they kind of took down podcasters just a little bit. Took them yeah, down a little bit. You're right to say that. I'm um. There's a movie. God, I wish I could remember the name of it. Uh, Pete Davidson was in it, um, but it's like a horror movie. It's like a Last Girl kind of kind of vibe. Um. Mm-hmm. um but there's a there's a moment in there where they talk about like two of the girls are like having an argument and like a third one is like yeah you've never listened to her podcast and she's like I did too listen to her podcast it sucked <laughs> like one of those kind of moments uh, and it was just very uh, uh yeah podcasters said I don't know man it's so weird <clears throat> it is very strange and we've talked about this before that I think you and I both feel uncomfortable saying podcaster but it's like not because we don't like podcasting and we aren't happy with what we do. Like, I don't say gamer either. Like, defining yourself by, by like, the noun like that, I don't know, always feels very strange to me. Um, and especially now that making fun of podcasters is so easy. Especially, you know, uh, two middle-aged white guy podcasters. Yeah, we we, we are a stereotype, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this it's, is very... Dude, it stinks. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very much a stereotype. Wow, suddenly I know how the other side feels. Um, it's Oh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is the name of the movie I was thinking of. Oh, okay, I think uh, I've I w- heard of that. I would have never gotten there on my own. Just so you know, I would have never <laughs> in a million years gotten there on my own. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't identify myself as a podcaster, and I don't identify myself as a gamer. I don't t- tell people that I'm a reader. I don't tell people that I'm a t- <laughs> like a TV viewer or anything Uh i'm just a dude who likes stuff and that's about as far as i can go with it like i don't i don't particularly enjoy being associated with gamers or podcasters for that matter especially now that podcasting i was watching uh i was scrolling through tiktok and apparently uh the two sopranos kids from the tv show uh, i don't know Mm -hmm. their real names but meadow and anthony um they just have a podcast now they just decided to have a podcast and the video was them seeing their studio for the first time and so they're oh. wa- they're walking into this like enor- like enormous and gorgeous set that's all decorated with a table and microphones and you know preamps and wired and there's like a crew and I'm like I do this shit in my office like I did yeah. this sitting on a couch for like a long time <laughs> like I played No Man's Sky and edited Don't Give Up Skeleton episodes for hours like I yeah. I I feel like. Now that podcasting has reached a thing where just celebrities get money to do it for no reason, I just don't know. I'll always want to do this. Like this is a this is fun. It's a hobby. It's a chance to talk to you about some goofy shit and make a bunch of fun jokes. Um, but man, like every day that passes, I'm like, the chances of us ever like cresting, like whatever that first like yeah. hump of podcast <laughs> no- notoriety yeah. is, is just gone. Like it'll just never happen. And I'm we have to we have to be either more fucked up or less fucked up. 
and I am perfectly satisfied with the amount of fucked up I am. Like I, yeah, I, I feel, feel like good. I do pretty good in the fucked yeah. up department. Like I'm just enough fucked up that I make people scream laugh on a train somewhere, and that's all yeah. I want to be. Like that's that's my goal is to make people make weird noises on trains. So yeah, I think that's a pretty admirable goal, and I think I'm right there with you. Um, I'm sleepy, so I just lost my train of thought. But hey, okay, well. <laughs> Poor Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. Do you want to? It's, we could just jump into the Winchesters. I'm totally. I have fine. to say this for the audience because last time that we spoke, so this, you know, everyone's hearing these like weeks apart, but it was just a couple days ago for you and I. Um, I said that I had uninstalled Inscription. Oh yes, I don't, yes. I don't remember yeah. if I said that on the podcast or if I was just like you were. I pl- yeah, I think I think I was playing it and I wasn't having a great time because yep. I couldn't understand it. Um, but later that night I was thinking about it and I was thought I'm gonna give it one more shot and so I reinstalled it and kind of hit my stride with it and cleared act one now you'd give me a little tip that like hey i've heard that after that it's you know there's it's it's worth it you know something's gonna happen and you're gonna say that was worth the effort um and it was and i got really into not only what was happening i don't want to say anything but it surprised me quite a lot what this game presented what that game put on my tv surprised me quite significantly and and it was really fun uh because i didn't have it spoiled we were just talking about how i got everything spoiled for me (laughs) this i didn't have spoiled um but i i got really into the card game i finally started to to understand some some techniques and was just having fun and I mentioned before that it like on the most bare bones level reminded me of Yu-Gi-Oh, which putting aside the you know, anime and all that stuff, that was just a fun card game that I played in middle school. But then it became way over complicated and I just like I couldn't keep up with it. Uh, this felt like just it's, it does have its complicated rules, but it was it's pared down to, to a way that felt super approachable. Once I struggled through those first like three hours of losing, I finally was like, wait a second. I got it. You got this. Played it for another, I don't know how many hours I played, because I ended up redoing the same thing a number of times and thinking that the outcome was going to be different and then realizing, like, oh, wait, okay, I am still missing like a story thing outside of the card game that I need to address. Uh, so I played the, the main first section way more times than a person probably needs to. Um, but I had a really good time doing that. And now I've entered the new version of what this game is. And I was blown away by how like cool it was that the way that they were doing it. And then I was kind of like, yeah, but I liked the original version. <laughs> but I just it was got actually, it. <laughs> it was actually more fun before. And I haven't played it since. And it wasn't because I lost. Like I went in and I was, you know, pr- making progress. But then I just was like, ah, but I liked it better before. Now it's kind of killed my vibe a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it another shot. But like that itch to go back and play kind of like simmered down, which I was disappointed in. But um, it is a really cool game, and it's definitely it, at least worth seeing through that first act. I um, I bought Final Fantasy one through six. Wild. The the pixel remasters on uh PlayStation. Um, I had no idea that Final Fantasy one was as difficult as it is. It's I don't know how anybody played it in the back in the day. Like I walked out of the first town where you get your first quest and you get like a vague like go north to rescue the princess kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh within two combats, Sam and Dean, I named my party Sam Dean, Jack and Castiel. Uh Sa- Sam Black Mage, obviously. Dean Warrior, obviously. Castiel right. Monk. Felt that was better than Red Mage or uh um Thief. There's there's no white mage, right? There's no there, healer. White mage was Jack. Yeah. So. Oh. Um, oh. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I went with. Um. Sam and Dean, instantly dead. Like I've killed. I've, Sam has died more times in this video game than he has in the TV show Supernatural. It is. Wow. It is, it is that's ridiculous. saying something. 
Um, and then I noticed like you could put on boost so you can quadruple your experience and your gold. Um, and I did that and I was like, well, surely I will just win everything. No, <laughs> I got like two levels and, uh, still, still shit was killing me constantly. It's just a, it is a, oh my God. Can you hear that? What's up dog? Is that a sneeze? It's a, it's a weird like cough thing she's been doing all day. She started this morning and then me and Autumn both traveled today. So, uh, I haven't really been around her all day, and then this is the first time she's done it since I got home. So I don't, I don't know what this noise is, and if it continues, I guess I'm gonna have to take her to the fucking bed or something. I have no Just idea. Throw her outside, yeah, or, or take her to the bed. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. But yeah, Final Fantasy went extremely hard, and everybody, like, I've talked to people in the Discord, and they're like, yeah, yeah, dude, it's a grind fest. Like those games don't actually get like anywhere near good until the fourth one. Uh, and that you yeah. should, but I'm like, well, I want to, I want to experience the thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. I go mean, back experiencing to it. it doesn't mean you have to beat it, right? No. But I mean, t- yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it means. I've played the the three remake on DS uh-huh. that came out. I think I was in high school. Um, but I've never played the original one, two, or three. Um, I have played the original four, which is it's it can be a tough game certainly, but I think it like it's it's got itself figured out by then. And the story is really cool. I love the characters in that game. Four is definitely. I don't ever really talk about that game, but that's like a top contender. I love that game. The DS remake of that is cool too. Um. And then five is another one where nobody cares about the story, but like mechanically, everyone seems to really, really like that and its job system and the way that it handles all that stuff and handles combat. Six is like the one that everyone says is their favorite before the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and so then, and then of course seven came and then that was yeah that was yeah the and if you if you know games. if you really aren't having fun with those first three then i'd say jump into four i think oh, you'll yeah, really like yeah. four i'm gonna go i'm gonna go as far as i can um like i got a ship in the first one you get a ship really really early uh mm. and i beat up some pirates for it and the pirate guy was like you know what fair and square dude here's my ship and yeah. i'm like i wish <laughs> this was real life this seems so easy um but i've got a ship so i'm gonna go back to the starting area with like four experience and four gold uh four x everything and then just grind to an uncomfortable level and then like just walk through the rest of the game. Like, I think it would be fun. I want to see like the spells and everything. Yeah. Uh, the, the pixel graphics, like it feels updated uh, and it's, they're very pretty. Like they're very good and you get the full, like they redid the soundtrack and you can switch back and forth between the original or the, I think they call it the orchestral version or the mm, symphonic mm. version or something. Um, very good. Like it's, it's all like the package is really, really well done. Uh, if you are a fiend for like, uh, scene uh concept art and things like that they've just got all yeah. of that stuff in there like it's just really it's oh, a nice. really neat little package so very cool yeah i don't know how I've, why i haven't bought it yet i kept meaning to do it and then i thought you know i've got ff7 on switch so i played through that again um which made me want to play the older games yet i just haven't gone back to do it yet i will at some point yeah i've um i'm also plugging away at remnant 2 and um mm. today i bought uh quake 2 because it's surprise released on playstation and xbox oh um, quake 2 was one of my favorite games going up i doubt it holds up very well but i'm excited to to play it again just to mess around yeah, that's so. cool um, too many video games chris <clears throat> there's a lot of video games there's a lot of video games all right shall Which? we i'm actually i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna risk it all and turn my camera on and just see if it even works Thank you. 
I can't I can't hear you. If you can hear me. It just broke everything again. Poor Chris. Just wants his video camera to work. Who knows what Windows is Nope, nope. Now he's he's out of the call. <laughs> oh, he's back in the call. But there's no audio. He has no audio. At least we're doing this at the end of the podcast. I mean, it's the end of the podcast for you guys. For me, it's the very beginning of the podcast. We've only been recording for like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. But you will hear it at the end. Like, I'll probably put this like after all of the music fades and I'll just be rambling into a microphone by myself until Chris comes back. And then like, maybe people will like that. I don't know. There was like three people on the server uh, at one point that was like, why don't you put stuff at the end? And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I should do that more often. But then I get never remember to do it until like the very last minute. And then I don't have anything to put in there because then I have to take something from the beginning. So that's, that's weird. Anyway, just waiting on Chris. He's going to be very frustrated when he comes back. Yeah, I just got the text. It bricked Discord. I have no idea why I did that. I'm sorry. It's okay, Chris. It's fine. It'll be okay. Let me type it back. Type it. It's okay, Chris. It's fine. I did it's okay, Chris, explanation point, and then it's fine, period, which I think is going to send him a real mixed message. Like I feel like he's going to come back and maybe even ask me about that. Like, it's fine, period, in a text message tells me that it's definitely not fine. Like, it's just not that fine at all. It's weird seeing my ex-girlfriend on Facebook becoming a grandmother. (laughs) I don't know if I particularly enjoy that (laughs) moment in life. Uh, Okay, well. Hey, it's Chris Mosher. I need to fix my stuff. That's very strange that's extremely weird yeah it just uh like every it just died i could not do anything i could not get out of it nothing that's so, so i won't weird. be doing that again no uh, i wouldn't think so all right i saved my audio mm-hmm. as it was just the outtakes and now i'm starting my new file okay yeah that's that's fine just do part one and part two i guess when you upload yeah, it and I'll... yeah sorry pain in the ass i know uh it's fine chris just like i wrote in my text message it's fine <laughs> all right i was curious if you would get a weird vibe off of my it's fine text message if you thought maybe it wasn't fine <laughs> i mean i was just talking to you one second ago so there was no time for the vibe to have changed mm, damn i didn't think about that <laughs> now everybody's gonna be really disappointed when they come back and just hear it the needs two to are... have come from like a moment like or you know an extended period of not discussing one or anything or talking to each other and uh-huh. then suddenly you go it's fine after something i say now that's stressful we usually text at least once a day if not two yeah. if not if not a lot right like i think I, I think bare minimum is like one or two text messages a day and mm-hmm. i think if it was during one of those times that you were like hey man i'm you know sorry i can't make it to the podcast or something and like i got oh if you just said it's fine it's fine period like with the yeah, I'd be with, shaking in my boots <laughs> <laughs> like am i I'm like am i kicking chris off the podcast i'd be like hold on wait i'm in the i'm in the cut now <laughs> what's wrong <laughs> <laughs> what's going on i'm sorry i'm coming back uh i don't need to go to my mom's birthday i'll just come talk about the winchesters sorry, yeah <laughs>